This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pickup. And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. Good beep, good beep. There good it beep. is. Not too bad. Not too bad. We were definitive on it. We, yeah, yes. Confidence. We knew what we were doing. We knew what we wanted. We went for it. Confidence. It stalks us. Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> dry and secure. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you're sure. If you're sure. It's a singy oh. kind of night. I see. Well, it starts out that way. I gotta psych myself out here a little bit to to bring it. I've been very late. I'm sorry. No, oh, it's all right. I don't know. I don't know how long you've been waiting for me because I've been only like 45 minutes. Not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Nah, that's go. good. So good. It's all good. This will just be the proverbial, you know, 10 minute episode, right? Hopefully, the mythical. The unicorn episode, as we like to call it. The anonymous Ibex. One day we'll do it. I thought we had a chance last week. Because we played yeah, the minute like, w- boom, right right away. I know, but then, uh, you know, we went back to our old shenanigans. Yeah. And we ended up making like a, a pretty long episode last time, I think. It was pretty long. Well, there's a lot to do. There was a lot of Star Trek to talk about and a lot of Lebowski to talk about. So, yeah, we got a lot of backstory of the dude last time. It's like yes. we got some actual like ins and outs. Yes, ins and outs, what have you? What have and, you know, we have in uh, yeah, and you know, seeing him with Mod is is kind of nice. It's a nice moment. There's something moment. about it. It's a nice moment. It's a, it's a very different type of dude. Do you know what I think is nice about it? What What is that? Well, we've spent... So this is episode 90. So during this movie, and the dude is in almost every scene in this movie. And yes. for pretty much every one of those scenes, he's been having a bad time. <laughs> he's either been... They've been showing us, like, how poor he is, or he's been getting beat up, or getting his head Mm -hmm. shoved in a toilet, getting his rug soiled, you know? And this is, like, a nice... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple moments where he's happy, but that's always just quickly turns, right? Right. They're just building you up. Lucy and Charlie Brown and the football, you know? Yes. They take it away from him. But here, this, and having seen it a couple of times, it doesn't end horribly. So finally, like, it doesn't end with him getting punched in the face or something. Right. And it's a relatively quiet scene. Yeah. It's got some nice music playing. Yeah. yeah, But it still has the the dudeness involved. It's good. I mean, it's interesting. We're 90 minutes into the movie and they're still giving us new stuff new shit is coming to light about the dude's yeah. character you know we're learning more about him and like mm-hmm. seeing a different sort of like the romantic sensitive side such yeah. as it as it is of the dude and, and one of the things that occurred to me and this is somewhat i guess a revisit although it might 
That might also apply to this minute as well. But are we talking about the movie again so soon? We are. I like it. Um, Let's see if we can do it without veering into talking about Avengers <laughs> or Fast and the Furious or anything else. Well, do we play Daredevil. it again? Do we play it again then? Well, we're doing revisits right now. Okay. We're okay. Almost okay. Playing okay. It. All right. But the right. revisit is again mod. I noticed this rewatching it in, in right before we started recording here is. Mod's voice is so kind of like deep and soft. Hmm. It's deep and soft, deep and soft. There's a fountain flowing deep and soft in Mod's vagina. Sorry, that's the old uh, Sunday school joke. Okay. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. We used to sing it. You mean vagina? I mean, you know the guy? Please continue. What about this voice of hers? You think they well again? They the voice, manipulated the, the, it. Did they screw with it? I don't a think bit? they did anything. I think it's just a character. First, was a character moment, right? Because again, even Mod is in a different. We're seeing these characters kind of at ease in a way that we haven't seen them. And again, the subtle way the 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 these actress and actor choose to to play here. It's it's just you know when you really slow down for a moment and pay attention, it's. It's it's really nice to just take all that in. It's like Ferris, all that they're laying out there for us. Like Ferris Bueller, it's like life goes pretty fast. If you don't slow down once in a while, you might miss it. Yeah, <sighs> you, you don't like that it. movie? Oh, I like that. Okay, movie. okay. I just don't like the idea. Oh, because it, yes. he's so right. I know. Yet it sometimes it's so hard. It's bad, man. Really hard. It's, it's it can be bad. It's it's, oh, it's so fleeting, Brad. All of it. So fleeting. Yeah, don't even get up. He started on the whole Wonder Years revelation. Oh, fuck. Do we talk about that? I hope so, so we don't have to right now. I don't think we did talk about it, but whatever. <sighs> people can just imagine. Yeah, people who were alive when that show was on. Right, the few of you. <laughs> right, all <laughs> four of you. Hey, Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, remember, yeah, remember when the Wonder Years came on television? Hey, Ben of the USA, thanks for listening. How, uh... Yes? Just how foreign it kind of seemed, right? It was like this. That's part of what made it so fascinating Now, what do you mean by that? It's how foreign it was. Well, because they were showing this different era in time, right? Oh. That was just completely unfamiliar and kind of like... It was a period piece. It was a period piece. I wonder if it's aged well as a period piece. That's a good question. I think it... Yeah, I don't know. Or if it's dated. Yeah. Daniel Stern, right? Wasn't he the narrator? I think that's correct, yeah. Yeah. Danny. Danny Stern. Yep. D.S. Sternman. The old Dan Stern, sir. Sternston. Yep. DJ, we called him. Back in grade school. Jacob is his middle name. Yeah. Jacob from Lost, Blonde, Treehorn, Thug. It's all related, Brad. It's all the same fucking thing. It all connects. It all connects. But foreign because it, what, took place in the, what, 60s? Yeah, like the late 60s. It started in the late 80s. Which was fucking ancient to us then. And it took place in the late 60s. It might as well have been a thousand years ago that that was taking place. And yet, we are now like 30 years removed from that show. (laughs) We are twice as far away from that show as that show was 
when it aired as it was like during the era it was supposed to have taken place. <laughs> well, not quite twice, but I mean, well, um, right was, now wasn't it eighty six? 80, 88. I think oh, it was eighty eight. All right, so not it, it not aired quite. from eighty eight to ninety three, and it took place from sixty eight to seventy three. So it was all exactly right. twenty years okay. difference as the show went. But now, if you were to make a show about twenty years previously, it would be about nineteen ninety five. Jesus, man. And there's actually shows like that. There's shows that are just like, oh, yeah, it's the Wonder Years. But the, it's the mid-90s. Are there shows that... And it's like, oh, cool, Nirvana. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Kurt Cobain killed himself. It's like this like weird cultural touchstone. They were like the Nirvana of the 90s. Nirvana. The Beatles were like the Nirvana of the 60s, too. Everything's a Nirvana of a different age. Now, are there actually shows that take place in the 90s that are on right now? Or you did you just assume that there were? No, there, well, so there is a show that I'm a little confused about <clears throat> when it takes place, but it takes place more in the 80s. It's not Daredevil? But it has a, a voiceover and everything, but it's a little more comedic. It doesn't quite have the... The, the dramedy element the Wonder Years did. You're burying the lead here. What is it? Just tell me what it is. Why do you I tease me? I don't remember me? what it's oh called. Oh, my God. Daniel Stern was in Chud, which I never saw. It's an acronym. Yeah. So what's the name of this fucking show, I man? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Dude. How should I know? Do I look like a guy that pays attention to the names of television shows? Who's in it, man? No one that I know, except for the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm that was Larry David's friend. Jeff? Uh, Jeff something. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's... Okay, I kind of know he this. He plays like the dad in it. Okay. Okay. You know what else is weird? Um, Jeff Garland, right? Jeff Garland. Yeah, that's it. There's a show, so, remember the uh, janitor from Scrubs? He was in a show for a little while where he was playing some dad of some family. There's lots of shows with dads in them. Yeah, dads. You can play a dad, you have a better chance of finding work in television. Right, you can sitcoms. be overweight and not that attractive and play a dad. As play you dad. and I know pretty well. Yeah, I, I play it dadding all the time. Every day. Every day, although I won't be playing a dad all next week. Nice. We will be off the grid. Off the grid, no dadding happening. Nope. Dadless. Nice. A dadless trip. Nice. Nice. Noise. Oh, boy. Don't get me started on that. Noise. Noise. Yeah, that's what my uh, son said to me today. Did he say noise? He said noise. Because, yeah, I was like, hey, guess what I did? Guess what I got? And he's like, what? And I was like, tickets to see Avengers tomorrow. And he was, he went, noise! <laughs> but it was very heartfelt. See, that's... And to know him, to get that kind of reaction is rare. And it was pretty cool. I mean, talk about the 80s, right? Isn't noise a, a child of the 80s? Is it? I don't really know. I think so. It's just a thing that floats out there every once in a while, and sometimes you collide with it. It had to come from somewhere. Yeah, it comes from somewhere. Jesus, I don't want to look at noise on... Oh, my God! Oh, Jesus! Oh, my God! Oh, fuck it! Fuck it! Fuck it! I made a horrible mistake. 
If you, oh Jesus! Yeah, just don't do that. That gave me. Yep, my hairs are standing on end. I have a problem with the. Just if you Google noise, you have a problem with with parasites coming out of things. Well, being all squiggly. Don't we all have a problem with it? Wait, what does that mean? Some people have more of a problem than others with parasites squiggling out of people. Yeah, or things. If it's just animals, your insects, eyeball, maybe. Like, yeah, eyeball isn't too nice. There's that worm that lives in your eyeball sometimes. Yeah, you can see them float in front of your eyes every once in a while. No, I think those are broken up blood vessels from earlier oh, in okay. life. But no, there's a like literally a worm, and you have to get tweezers and like fold your eyelids back and like grab it out. But it's like inches long. It's like yeah, just let them live there. I mean, as long as they're they're not hurting anybody. It's a nice little home. What are they doing? You Hotel know? Brad is open for business. Come on in. Hotel Brad eyes. You can check in any time you like or out, but you can never yeah, leave. He just like that. And he hates the fucking eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Maud has a nice soft voice. It's deep, here. you say. It's a little deep. Well, it is strangely deep. Like it is kind of like as she's hushed her tone a bit and kind of relaxed it. Right. Take it fucking easy. It is kind of go down a couple registers a little bit. Slow down a little bit. Oh me, Jeffrey. I keep telling you it's the foundation's money. Yeah. Yeah. She's okay. She's slowing down. She's savoring this gentle moment. Mm -hmm. Even when she's just like, "Uh uh-huh. Hmm. Well, she is in the afterglow of of coitus though so there is that so it could be what they're yeah, both that's you know, part of it too i mean like, that's totally part of it right they're wallowing in their own crapulence a little bit a bit zesty healthy zesty enterprise right i'm sorry i'm watching the wonder years Oh, yeah. Let's just watch The Wonder Years now. <laughs> okay. All right. We can watch two different episodes. You watch. You pick an episode from season one. I'll pick one from season four, and we'll just watch right now. Let's go. I'm... What? Can you shut up? I'm trying to watch The Wonder Years. Fred Savage is riding his bike around. Oh, look at He's looking at the family having dinner. Yeah. Oh, they're playing some piano. One thing we really miss... Winnie Cooper. Oh, Winnie. That was her... I never was that into her. Her, her brother died in Vietnam, man. It was heavy shit. Oh, did he? Right, and then his bedroom was empty, wasn't it? Or something? Something like that, something yeah. Like that, right. But they, like they don't change right, it or they whatever that thing. They kept it the same. Right. Yeah, Winnie Cooper. That was like the, yeah, that was like the first episode, right? They hit you with that. So it's kind of like the lighthearted youth and the trying to deal with middle school and everything else. And then it ended with the soldiers coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. So you you continue. I'll just all right. You this. go 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 there. So I'm, well, I don't know. I think if we well maybe we should play the minute. Um, a minute of the Wonder Years. That is <laughs> all right. This is now we've just changed. It's now a Wonder Years podcast. I, done. We've found done. it. Lebo- we're done with Lebowski. We, I mean, eighty nine episodes, complete episodes. Isn't that enough? Haven't we I had enough? So. Episode 90 spontaneously switches to Wonder Years. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> Let's go. Wonder Years. Clip now. There are places I remember. Beanie, I love you so much. Oh, look at my dorky friend. All the time. Can I touch your boobies, please? It's okay because we're both very young. It's not bad. We're just experimenting. All right. <laughs> so th- All right, there was- that concludes Wonder Years. Let's go back to Lebowski now. That's like I've been listening to you talking you do to me, and they do. I love films. They do. I lo- it was kind. Of, I thought that toward the end. I love that like, shit. Oh though. wait, we just <laughs> we just did an- subliminally channeled them and did a whole little yeah. <laughs> and I love films, but that shit. Uh, like I started listening to it, but then you were like, they do a Lindsay Lohan update, and I was like, fuck you, you talking you two to me. But then I couldn't help myself. I just kept listening because yeah. they're it's they're just- hilarious. It's so damn entertaining. It is. Very entertaining. No, I do have another revisit or two here, though. Um, So I don't know how I didn't notice this, but last minute, when it starts out like six seconds worth of darkness that we talked about, and Mm -hmm. we we come into the minute, there's an audio cue of the dude striking his uh, strike anywhere match on like the windowsill or something behind him. And we Mm -hmm. hear it light up and it cuts and we now we see the scene and we see the match as it's aggressively like the sulfur is burnt. Is that sulfur on there? I don't know what it is. Well, sulfur. We'll go with that. Sure. And it ignites. There's a, a motivated but a little overdone lighting cue there. They had some sort of practical light. They wanted to, like, illuminate the wall behind him, the bedroom mm-hmm. wall, because the match was flaring up. But I'm sorry, shooting on film like this, the lights everywhere, that little match ain't gonna do shit on that wall behind it. So if you watch it, it's like 8808 or something. Mm-hmm. If you watch this, they had, like, a light with a guy there with, like, a dimmer or something. It's like, okay, he lit the match, and he... he Ramps right. the light up and then ramps it back down. Yeah. Just, yeah, I never I noticed that. it, but you know, it's cool. You don't notice it. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, you notice, I think you may, might notice the light or whatever, but you never stop to think. Like, that's not real. What really has to go into doing that, right? <laughs> right. Right. Like, this wasn't like ISO uh, 1.7 million film. <laughs> right. Right. Where it's like the. What reflected light out of your irises is going to illuminate half the room, you know, from the moon. That is not how this works. You need to think about every little detail like that. And I wanted to mention that, I mean, because I noticed it. (laughs) But also because there's a couple of other things in the current minute that they had to like jigsaw into place that don't necessarily conform to reality, but together they create a beautiful movie. And I feel like we talk about this all the time, but like, I don't know. We'll get, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but there's a couple of things like this in this minute. I have them written down here. Um, And then I wrote this down and sometimes I write pretty inane shit. And I said, a nicely timed during the pause before six other guys. 
which, and then I wrote, it's an audio joke. And then I went back and like <laughs> listened to that. And I, I think it's stupid, but at the pause between when he says the Seattle seven, that was me. And then there's a long pause. He's, I think he might have some marijuana cigarette smoke in his lungs that he's trying to keep in there. And Nina Simone, not, I don't want to spoiler alert, but Nina Simone in the background during that pause goes, and, ah. and, and sometimes music is weird like that. It's weirdly uh, fortuitous. It's weirdly, right. um, I don't even know what the word would be. Well, but like, you know, try to pl- play, have you ever tried to, uh, all right, I got something for you. This might be a little crazy. All right. Little underground. Okay, tip. let's do an underground tip. But if you take the Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, the hell you say? What are you talking about? And you start Dark Side of the Moon right at the third lion, t- tiger, lion, lion growl. Stop the it. MGM logo. The hell you say? It's perfectly synced up. Have you ever actually done that? I think I think I have, I, and it was like this didn't quite work out. No, I did it too. And There's it's like, like one or two things that are like, oh wait, that was kind of interesting. It, when he says like, who knows which is which, and it like cuts from one witch to the other, sorta, I guess. Yeah. And then what? Like, um, what is it? Brain? There's like the clocks. There's something with the clocks. Oh, like I don't know the clocks. Okay. In Wizard of Oz, like all the clocks go off or something, and it's the same thing happens in the and okay. supposedly, supposedly. This is like what I've read. Right, I haven't verified it, but and then like brain damage or no, great gig in the sky where it's it's supposed to be happening when the tornado's spinning around, but uh, yeah, it didn't really like. I think if they were intending to do that, it would have been way cooler. Because they're Pink fucking Floyd, you know? They would have made it awesome. Right. And I think, to your point, you could put, like, Huey Lewis or, you know, Turn around every now and then I get a blah, 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 blah. You could put that on and it'd be like, oh my god, look at this. It's incredible. Right. Well, I think that well, that's similar to the... Uh... The Bible code, in a way, I feel. What's the Bible code? The Bible code was this big, it was a big thing in like the 90s, mid-90s, late 90s. Like they have where, television shows about it that air currently, perhaps? Yeah, well, there was like a book and then it became a big thing. So there was, the idea was you could take the Bible and do weird things with it. Like, you know, if you did things like, oh, like look at the... If you take every third letter, then it spells out this. And if you look at the, you know, if you were to, like, take the first word of every line and put it together, like, there's all these other messages that are hidden in there. Sure, that's a cute result. Yeah, exactly. Well, I remember one, you know, and it was a a big deal. But then one guy, yeah, he took, uh, he wrote, like, software to do this or whatever. You could feed it, like, any book. It would say, oh, here's all the... Other messages say, like you do with Moby Dick, it's like the same thing. So I think part of that is like the 200 monkeys typing for 200 years thing, where it's just there's enough randomness and chaos in the world that you can find any message you want if you look hard enough for it. Right. You can find places where like it kind of makes sense, where it's making other words according to different. And the part of the thing is like, 
you know, yeah, like whatever you want. Like, oh, if you take every third letter, if you take every third letter, but then only the fourth letter, right? You just on the fourth time, like you can that. make it. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. But then there's also the idea that now I don't want to offend anybody here, but there's also the idea of the um, you know consciousness stew that's out there, things bubbling to the surface. We see this in Lebowski where there's repeated lines where, you know, Walter will repeat a line that somebody else said that he has no business knowing that they said. And all all of the things that we experience for the most part, like that at least, like a book or a movie or I don't know, like architecture of a city those are things that humans have created so on some level like there's something shared about it that um i don't know where i'm going with this really but it's just like it was made by humans so humans are gonna be able to like extract meaning from it just because Mm -hmm. there's a linkage there and the word linkage makes me think about sausage and there's nothing like the taste sensation when maple syrup collides, collides with, with sausage <laughs> and right. the Big Lebowski collides with what? Ham. Oh, is it ham? Yes. Oh, well. it's all right. You combine two different pieces of Twin Peaks into one thing. I tried. You, it was good. It was good, though. I really was trying there. But, you yes. know, it's it's humans make this shit so humans can extract meaning from it when maybe there isn't any. Yeah, I think humans are good at just making meaning out of anything. Out of right. I think our brains are kind of like designed to do that, just constantly find patterns and make meaning. Totally. And sometimes it's making meaning out of things that are complete abstraction that uh, have nothing right. to do with that. There is no meaning, and sometimes there is. Right. Right. It's like it's a sample size of one. It doesn't <laughs> matter. There's a meaning there. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, shit. That's all the revisits I got, I think. Yeah. You want to do it now, then? We're not too far off. We're 26 yeah, minutes it. in. Yeah. Fire it up. Roll. Oh, the recreation. Oh, the usual. Bowl. Drive around. The occasional acid flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Treehorn trashed the place. He thought I had your father's money. He got me out of the way while he looked for it. Cocktail? No, thanks. It's not my father's money. It's the foundation's. Why did he think you have it? Who does? Oh, Larry Sellers. This high school kid. Real fucking brat. You know, this is a very complicated case, Mom. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Uh... You know, fortunately, I'm adhering to a pretty strict uh, drug uh, regimen to keep my mind, you know, uh, limber. And I'm very fucking close to your father's money. I keep telling you, it's a fan. So that was the one, <laughs> the Wonder Years, episode <laughs> two. <laughs> We're not going to do it's, episode it's called, one. It's like the Wonder Years today, right? Where uh, Fred Savage grows up into an old stoner. And ends up having sex with some kind of avant-garde artist. Yeah. Yeah. 
I Fred Savage went back to school, I think, after the Wonder Years, like full time and kind of stopped acting. Is that true? Am I giving him too much credit right now? Um, I don't know. He does. He appeared on some other shows, I remember. Like there was a show that he was on, some other sitcom. And now his name shows up a lot as like a director. Hmm. Like of various like TV episodes and things like that. It's like oh, Walking Dead, like directed by Fred Savage, interesting, and stuff like that. Good for him. Like literally not Walking Dead. I just threw that out there. Sure, but you did. I get it, though. I could get be it. Walking Dead. I don't know. No, I'd see House of Cards here and after. Then, like, you're watching it, and this episode is like directed. But maybe it's a different Fred Savage. I don't know. There's probably more than one. Probably more than one. You don't know. There's uh, a three year gap. After the Wonder Years, before his next IMDb credit, No One Would Tell, 1996, and the Wonder Years was over yeah. in 93. So I think that he stopped, it. and it's like, I'm going to be a real person for a bit. Because he's yep. born in 1976, same year I was born. So he would have been, you know, 10th grade, and he pr- I took some time off to finish high school, probably. It's like, let me just go to school and be a normal kid because I'm Fred Savage. I just got finished making one of the most popular television series of all time. So obviously I'm going to be able to just insert myself into a high school and not get too much attention. It should be fine. What could possibly go wrong? I'm just shaking my head. Can you hear that? I hear it. Like tiny little lip sounds, not bad, and like maybe some, like um, it says maybe you haven't shaved in about a day and a half to two days, and I hear some of the little whiskers, uh, like rubbing against your shirt or your neck. Oh, there's lots of whiskers, man. Neck meats. I have like a a whole thing going on. You saw me. I did a couple weeks ago. I I didn't want. It's only grown since then. I haven't shaved it since then. I didn't want to spill the bean. I wanted to let you have that. Yeah. But yeah, I can hear no. them. I can hear them. I don't think you can. I think I can. Because I'm so far away from that mic that you're hearing. But who knows? I think I can. It's possible. They're aggressive whiskers. I'm very high-pitched this episode. So we talked about the, the stuff that's in the ether. I'm just going to talk I, like just, this for the next that, five that's years. Fine. Go for it. Until it's not funny and then... It's sort of funny, and then it just pisses everybody off, and my family deserts me, and I get divorced, and I'm living in a gutter. But then, about a year or two later, it'll get funny again. You gotta go away to come back. Look them in the eye and tell the truth. If somebody t- <laughs> tells you <laughs> keep a secret. I don't know why that did it. That secret quoting, is quoting David Lynch in that voice, David Lynch from Louie in that voice is just too much for me to take. Oh, shit. Okay. But there's a huge... Go ahead. Sorry. In this minute, a huge example of the... Yes, I um, saw you. I guess it's a, It's not quite a sparrot, because he's like just repeating himself. Yes, yes. But we heard him say about 30 minutes earlier when he was in Maud's loft with Knox Harrington, he said, this is a very complicated case, Maud. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, and a lot of strands to keep in my head, man. You know, a lot of strands in the old duder's head. Did he say this before? Before he said, I have to tender my resignation or whatever. 
He said it after he said after that. that. Okay. Yeah. Because hmm. then later he said he had to tender the resignation. Maude was like, she did not. He was like, I had to tender my resignation because she actually got kidnapped. She like, didn't, certainly didn't, blah, blah, blah. They go back and forth. And he's like, so then who has the money? <clears throat> or she might say, so Uli has the money to him, question mark. And his response, because he doesn't know what the hell is going on at this point. <laughs> Is, well, this is a very complicated okay, case, Mom. Okay, okay. That was his response. He's, so now, in this minute, same thing, right? He's making his his uh, his white Russian. Mod is trying to like explain to him that it's the foundation's money, and you know who has them all this stuff. And again, he's just kind of flummoxed at this point. So this is, somewhat. and she asks him who has the money again. So both times, it's. Pretty much directly after she asks him who has the money. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, and he, he gives a very similar speech. Huh. This time he goes, you know, this is a very complicated case, Maude. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. You know, fortunately, I'm adhering to a pretty strict uh, drug uh, regimen to keep my mind, you know, limber. Hmm. Which the limber mind, right, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, you've got to keep your mind limber. And there's there's three you knows in the first instance of this speech, but only t- two you knows in the second iteration of this speech. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says right now. He yeah here in his apartment he says you know three times and he only says you know twice when he's at Mod's loft. Right. Right. Huh. And then he replaces a lot of strands in the old duder's head with a pretty strict drug regimen. Yeah. Hmm. So, and this is uh, an example of the consciousness stew? I mean, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's just because it's the same person saying it. It's not maybe quite. It's really just his own consciousness stewing in his own skull to some degree. But again, the the rep again it falls in just to the more broad category of just repetition of dialogue. Yeah, and you know, they wrote all of those you knows, you know? Oh I know. Yeah, you know. You know. And they mix them up. So they had to know, you know, what they were writing. And they had to know that they'd written it before, you know? Of course. And they know? did it anyway. And it's like, we'll put this you know, we'll only have two you knows, you know, and we'll we'll mix them up. So the second time he says it, the first you know will come halfway through, or right at the beginning of the second sentence, kind of halfway through the speech, you know. But the yeah. first you know in the, the dude's apartment with Maud will come, it'll start off with that, you oh. know. Well, you know why they you know? did that. I know you know. You, you know. know. <laughs> you know. I don't know. You know. You know. We all know. I don't know. Why did they do that? Just to mix it up, you know? Well, I know, but... Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, that's one why too many. It's wise all the way down. I can't go that far. All right. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I think you know. I think you're being coy. I think you know. I think you well, have an idea. You may not know, 
but I think you have an idea. Sometimes yeah. it's exactly oh. the same, you know? This time they mixed it up. Why not just do it, have the you knows in the same places? I'm not sure what I'm talking about anymore, but I... It's the balance, you know, between contrast and unity. Okay. So consistency is the hobgoblin of a simple mind. Did I get it? Hobgoblin? Uh, Consistency is the hobgoblin of the... Small mind? Small mind? Little Little mind? Little mind? Little mind? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember now. All right. You've... Well, it, because that's because consistency is the hobgoblin of the little mind. Who cares if it's little or small? I'm not a little mind. Exactly. I could little say whatever mind. I fucking want to say. So I got a, I got a big mind. I want respect. I'm yeah, your big you, brother, Brad. And I got passed you, over. You don't want to be too consistent. Exactly. I'm smart. <laughs> or you could have a little mind, I guess, you, as long as you get the hobgoblins out. See, it's all lost on you. All that shit is lost on you. Oh, yeah, a lot of it's lost, we, man. We share so little, basically. That's why, that's how I, this relationship works. <laughs> you, like, you have no idea. Uh, okay. You say enough stuff that I don't have any clue what you're talking about. True enough. So that's fine. Hobgoblins. Like a hobgoblin. The dude. We could talk about the Big Lebowski. We're kind of talking about it. But the dude says, um, I guess this is an audio note. Maybe we're in the audio section now. I skipped over the visual reflective surfaces section. He. He. So I was trying to find. I saw that you wrote this, you know, (laughs) stuff. Yes. You know, so I went back to the earlier minute to try to listen. And that's why I had to ask you where this other, you know, stuff was. Because I saw, I heard, um, I have to tender my resignation, you know, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get to this because then you called. But during the first scene with uh, Knox Harrington and the first, you know, business, uh, a lot of ins, a lot of outs. The dude says Maud's name. Maud. That's what he says. Maud. Maud. It's deep and mellow. It kind of washes over you a little bit. Perhaps it washes over you a little bit. But he no, but he says Maud. Maud. Aw. Aw. Maud. In this scene, he says, uh, you know, this is a very complicated case, Mod. He says Mod. Mod, kind of like Moddy. Like, like he's he's kind of like Moddy, and like he has like iterated her, perhaps. Mod, like a modded Mod. Like M O D Mod. M O D Mod. So he not Mod. Not Mod. Mod Mod. See, like, I don't know. I can't tell the difference. The, One is like ah, like I'm an odd ah, mod. Yes. Oh, it's so. And the awesome. other is about an odd person. She's it's the so odd mod. She's so awesome. And in this one, she's like, I'm all yeah. I'm all mo- modded up. I have like a n- knife for an arm and shit, and like night vision. Mod. So he doesn't know how to pronounce her name, which I thought was. He's just not necessarily weird. consistent. Mod. 
But he was consistent up to this point. Well, now the, his 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 relationship to Mod has changed, and did, did, the you pronunciation just said, has changed along with it. You just said Mod too. Has yeah, your Mod. relationship with Mod changed? Um, it has through the dude. I live vicariously through him. It's not a bad way to way to be there, you know. No, except when he's all high strung. But right now, laying in bed with your special lady friend that you're trying to help conceive. He's like in the afterglow. His mind is limber. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, that's weird. But yeah, okay, I like it. His relationship with her has changed, so, you know, he's trying out some new things, and maybe he's feeling out a new way to pronounce her name, too. He's like, if I'm going to keep saying her name all the time now, like, I got to figure out a way to make it a little easier on myself. It better be right, you know? Right for him. Like, he needs to wrap right. his lips around it. It's got to feel right. So, he's wearing his culottes in the bed. When he bogarts that um, tiny little bit of marijuana cigarette that he's holding with his hair clip, and there's nothing left, and he probably gets a little satellite spark down in his throat. He coughs and he has to lunge out of the bed. It's shadowy, but when we cut to him, like, running into the bathroom, you can tell he's wearing his culottes. I don't know if... What are... In your mind, what are culottes? They're like... Because I... They're like um, slightly short pants from the 80s that maybe oftentimes had some aggressive patterns on them. It's the first thing that came to my mind for what these pants would be called. And I'm sure it's probably wrong, but that's that's yeah, what well, I got. So images, culottes, I hope I don't regret this. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. So they're not exactly culottes, but culottes are for women, apparently. Yeah, But they're kind of baggy I, pants, and they're, they're high. Like pants that kind of like... Go out like a like a skirt or dress would. They're like I feel, MC they're Hammer, pants. aren't they? Like MC Hammer pants. I don't sorta. think those are culottes, but maybe they're you could they're call male them that. culottes. They're they're yeah. Well, I don't think he's wearing that. I think he's wearing underwear. He's, and he puts those those crazy pants on when he comes back out. He doesn't. That he put them on in the bathroom. He doesn't have enough time, and you can see him. He's got. Those fucking yeah, culottes it's just, on. I mean, you can see a waistband very clearly. Very clearly. But it's like a white waistband. It doesn't seem white. like the same white waistband. What waistband are you looking at? I don't know. I man. mean, it's shadowy, so you can't really. No, yeah, it could it's be patterns. like one of these. No, no, you can see it. It's I just can one see of these it. things where it's like the black, the white, your eyes try like the dress. Is it red or is it gold? Is he wearing those crazy spaghetti pants, or or is it uh, summer squash down there? I don't know. It's it's he's wearing those same pants. You can see them. He kind of rises up right in the bottom right corner of the screen. You can see it, and it's lit. You can see it's the same damn pinkish purple pants, culottes, or whatever you want to call them. I wish we had he's a name. Wearing, so he's wearing he's wearing them in bed. So like, is there a little little hole cut out? 
Did he just well, kind of be a thing? He just kind of yanked mean, him down and then yanked him back up. <laughs> there's different. There's different methodologies, right? I understand. You sometimes you don't want the inconvenience the, you know, he, of them down at the bottom of the bed, underneath the covers, down by your feet. So you keep them there. You just pull it down enough, right? Is that what you're going to say to me? Well, there's lots of things, right? You could just pull it down a little bit, just like just enough three quarters of the way down your buttocks, just enough. Or you take them all the way off, but then when you're done, you're like, oh, let me slide these back on quickly. Because that's my, that's, that's another Well, way that's the it. thing. But if you slide them all the way off, they're just like romping around down at the foot of the bed, like just mm-hmm. in a tangled, horrible mess that you can never find again. So I think you, I think the best scenario is probably he kind of had them there like mid thigh, perhaps maybe knee length. And that's like, all right, we're done. Well, they were just so hungry to get down to business. Yeah, you got to do it. You don't want to waste all that time. You want to. It was just like <laughs> there. Yep that 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 could very well be how it went down. And then there's some absorption. It's night. Then when you pull them back up, there's absorption, and then you're mostly taken care of. Absorption and adsorption. There's some adsorption and absorption. Yes, and some. Bad There's a full absorption. spectrum of absorptions. So much fucking absorption. So much. <laughs> so well, look at those much. pants. Those are full absorptions. They're designed. That's why he wears them. They're designed with all that for crazy absorption. shit on them. Yep. Right. You'll never notice all the absorption that went on there with all well, those you can, patterns. You can, you can absorption up. You can absorption down. Doesn't matter. You can absorption all around. You can absorption up, absorption down. You can absorption all around. There's a little song I just wrote right now. It's a singing episode. Don't forget. Special musical episode. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring it back. A special singing episode. Okay. So, yeah, he's wearing the pants, Brad, and because also, and I know that movie time, you anonymous Ibex, I know that movie time is not the same as real time, but there is a limit to how many uh, concessions you can make with this. And what I mean is, he gets up, he runs into the bathroom as he's coughing and hacking, and here is where... A lot of these things happen where it's like a jigsaw puzzle to make not just a movie work, but one scene work. So like a movie is like a jigsaw puzzle where each piece is made out of independent jigsaw puzzles. But you can imagine that would take a lot of time to put together. I don't know when the last time you did a jigsaw puzzle was. But they got some kick-ass jigsaw puzzles now brad some of them are like here's a picture of a pure blue sky it's five thousand pieces go right yeah well everything is just getting more and more extreme it's maddening now as a man of extremes it's maddening to even me it's like the it's it's the you know it's i don't know it's this whole idea of like we've run out of things for people to kind of be obsessed with or or maybe it's just that there is less free time so if you're going to do something if you're going to be a puzzle man you want to go all the way right it's almost like you know like like it used to be oh beer right you had Michelob, Coors, Budweiser right 
Now, Schlitz, now it's like you know you, you need an app to track all the different beers and which ones you like and be a connoisseur and everything else, right? Now the same thing's happening with uh, with whiskey. It happens yeah. with uh, you know uh, sneakers. Yeah, yeah. It happens with everything now. It's like, oh yeah, I got these sneakers. These are special. I got really into sneakers. But what the, uh, that you takes- know everything about like how they're made and the the different like physics involved and the pros and cons of if it's a, you know, this kind of a sole versus this kind of a lace structure, you know, you end up spending $1,500 on a pair of shoes. And there's, there's events, there's conferences for sneakers, yeah. you know, right. sneaker lovers sa- get together and they talk about their kicks. Right. You know, and so now it's the same thing with puzzles. It's like, oh, you're doing a puzzle. Here, all right. Here is a puzzle. Here's a puzzle of like that empty region of space that the Hubble telescope took a picture of, and there's a hundred billion galaxies in it. Right. Or I don't know. It was even worse. Have fun with the rest of your life. Or right. Or Or it's like here's a (laughs) like a shot of a box just full of nails. (laughs) <laughs> like 40,000 nails, high def <laughs> photograph of 40,000 nails. Mm-hmm. And it's like just all puns. Like, all right, put that together. Let's see you do that. It's only a 10,000 piece puzzle. Right. And then they'll have contests and people will do it in like 48 minutes. Or like, I just painted my wall. I'm going to take a picture of it here. Go for it. There's there's nuance. If you're good at puzzles, there's nuance. Unless you're some kind of jackass who doesn't know how to do puzzles. Like, duh. Look at this part. It's like there was a little... Uh, you could see where there was a nail hole behind the paint. Got mm-hmm. spackled over. Can't you see that, dummy? Yeah. And and it's 5,000 pieces, so you need about 17 pieces, actually, to put together that little bump. <laughs> right. That little piece of texture. It's maddening. And a movie is like that. Right. So this Especially scene... Especially when you break it down minute by minute. Well, right, but here's the reason why I... You can't just watch movies anymore. Now you gotta no. podcast. You gotta about podcast them, them for years about the same movie. You gotta podcast them, and if you don't do three years at least, then you're a fucking amateur, Brad. Without a doubt. So he he runs into the bathroom wearing his pants. Oh, he says, and he slams open the door. But right at uh, now, this audio note now. Right at uh, right at eighty nine sixteen. So right when he slams open the door, we hear this like very clicky light switch. Like it doesn't sound like a normal toggle type light switch. It's very like snappy. It sounds like a snap. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to listen to that. Give me your opinion on that, just real quick. When he right when he runs into the bathroom, yeah. When he turns on the bathroom light, turns on the bathroom light. All right, here I go. I don't hear any clicks. It's yeah. They, I have the non-click version. It's it's clicky. Oh, I hear it. I hear it. It's very clicky. It's very You're snappy. Right. It's like 
It's like a little snap, but it happens within the. Uh, like it kind of gets lost with the. The door slamming low open. Bassy sound of the door. Boom, boom, click. It's kind of like right. It's like boom, click. And then she's yeah. like, "What happened?" It's uh, yeah. It's all right there. It's like it's a maelstrom of of audio happening, like effects, audio effects happening there. But yeah, it's such a such a high pitched, like snappy. Yeah, it's like breaking. It's like it's like uh, it's like snapping into a slim gym or something. It is like that. It is like that, or like um, like one of those uh, little rubber concave things that you turn convex and you put it on a table and you wait right, for it. You and wait it goes, for it. Right. <laughs> Bam! And it snap. Yeah. Up in the air. Well, have you ever like? like you know, there, I think there used to be the old style light switches where it was like two buttons. Right, right. It's like I he's wonder, pushing a button rather than flipping a switch. Yeah, I wonder if he has that kind of weird button in his bathroom. It could be. I mean, we see a regular light switch in his bedroom there. I think it's in the long shot when we see him preparing the drink. But maybe his bathroom. I don't know. I don't it know. has the old like original button from the 50s or something like that. Yeah, I feel like we could probably see that in the first scene where he's getting dunked. Nah, it's regular well, switches. I don't know if the button makes more of a, a more clicky sound than a switch. Well, I don't know either because I don't have those kinds of buttons in my home. But it is like it is more like buttony than switchy, but a button that's got a lot of tension. That you actually have to give it a little bit to, like, mm, like depress it. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens is, with those buttons, you depress one, and then the other one pops out. Right, so it's actually the one popping out that's probably making the noise, huh? Yeah, it could be. Or the sound of both of them happening simultaneously. One, like, snapping in while the other one is released to snap back out. Together makes this real kind of like, yeah, like you're breaking a piece of celery in half. S- really crisp snap. Have you ever, so this will be lost on, you know, our uh, 16 to 25 year old demographic, but videotapes used to have tabs, and if it was a VHS tape, you would have to break the tab off to prevent it from being recorded over. Right, yes. But that was like a one-time thing, and then it's like, well, I hate that I you know, recorded Air Bud or whatever the fuck on this VHS tape. I want to make a movie with Joss Whedon now. I need a VHS tape to go in my giant VHS camcorder. I'm going to tape over Air Bud. So literally to tape over, you would put a piece of tape over the hole where the tab used to be. Right. That's true. But beta tapes... Sorry. Yes? No, it's just you're you're completely correct. I never thought about the fact that you have to tape over the hole in order to tape tape over over the the tape. tape. Right. (laughs) Weird, right? But it is weird. But beta tapes, like Sony Betacam tapes, these are big ass industrial videotapes. They, you know, because that's a kind of a stupid way. And then those little tabs can get stuck. Like if sometimes you'd break it off and it'd be hanging there. Maybe you put the tape in the VCR and then it comes off inside there. It's like hanging chads. Yes. Beta tapes had a tab that you could 
it was red. I mean, I just did this a couple of days ago, actually, but it, it was red and you would push up on it and it was like a switch. Like I imagine this bathroom switch would be mm-hmm. where and you push it in, but it's like you have to get your thumbnail there just on it. And it's like you have to push and then it would go and snap into place and snap. It's like sometimes you'd hurt yourself trying to do it, but then you could like bring it back out if you wanted to record over it again and then snap back in. That's kind of what it sounds like. Like it really requires some effort here. Well, you know, they very well could have used a a, a beta tape. Yeah, they might have been cam tape maybe to, uh, to, to foley this. It's very possible. It's not out of the question. Here, I have a picture of this. I'll send you a picture of what this tab looks like. It doesn't look like it would be so difficult to depress, but it is. Uh, it's kind of fucked up. But I guess they didn't want it happening accidentally, right? No, yeah, well, exactly. That's the whole point, right? It's to protect you from yourself with those types of things. That's a long-ass link. <laughs> That's the biggest link I've ever seen. Shit. Yeah, but there it is. You push... Oh, look at that. It's like... Uh, and you can, you can see how it is, like, which way do I put my thumbnail? Do I use my thumbnail? Do I use my finger? Mm-hmm. It's tough business. Um. So, yes... A very clicky light switch. And then at, um, so he goes into the bathroom, but he's only in there for like, what, four seconds or something? Something like that. So he's coughing. He goes in, he turns the light, he slams the door open, he turns the light on. There's a clicky light switch. Then you you go you cut back to Maud, and you hear the water in the bathroom mm-hmm. turn on, but he's talking while that's happening. So I would assume he's coughing like this. He's running in there to like grab a gulp of water, but he's talking over the water. So he's not doing that. Is he washing his hands of of some nasty business? What's he doing with the water? Why is the water even on? Did he have to go in there to fart? And he was using the water to cover up the fart sound? Maybe. Maybe he, uh, you know, like he got a gulp of water in the first second he was in there. And the rest of the time he was just fucking around trying to, like, close the faucet. Um, That's all I got. I don't know. That's kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Yeah. I don't know about that. The occasional acid flashback. And he comes out. You could make a case that he's drying his hands on his culottes, but um, I don't know. He's just kind of hiking them up. Right. He sniffs his he's shirt, them. you know? Is this shirt acceptable? Classic yeah. uh, bachelor pad guy move. Yep, and doing it right in front of a special lady friend. You right. Know, that's, that's something. Yes. But you know, nothing. He's not going to change for for anybody. He's like, this is me. I'm the dude. He resists anybody telling him what the fuck to do. 
Yeah, he doesn't even resist it. I mean, at this point, it's like it's like it's not even something he's he's even weighing or thinking about, right? It's right. just it's a part of his he, ethos. He lives, right? He just lives the way he does. He abides. He fucking abides. But he's he's a big sniffer, Brad. He sniffs his shirt, and then he goes to make a drink as Maud starts her mm. acrobatics in the bed, which is weird. The first time you see this, it's like, what are you doing, lady? You know, but they don't make a big deal about it. They're just cutting back and forth as if it's a normal scene, but she's doing this crazy shit in the bed and we don't even get to have a payoff for that in this minute. But, uh, so I got another audio note here. This is actually an audio and visual note. Okay. First of all, he sniffs the half and half again. I don't need to build that up anymore. He sniffs his shirt. He sniffs the half and half when he makes his drink. So there, he sniffs it. He's sniffed half and half, I think, three times now in this movie. There's a lot of sniffing. He's a sniffer. When he goes to make his drink, though, we hear... So this is right at 89.37. We see Maud, but we hear the dude out at the bar starting to make his drink. And we hear him throw some ice into his glass. But then... When we cut to the dude, right at 89.38, he flips the glass over because it has been upside down on the bar, and he flips it over and puts it down on the bar, and then opens the vodka, and we cut away, but he starts to pour it in. No ice in the glass. Cut to the close-up. Ice in the glass. A little bit of inconsistent ice. A little inconsistent ice, but this is like... It's... uh, the Cohen brothers win the Vanilla Ice Award for most inconsistent ice. Dun, 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 dun. Ice, ice, baby. Good job, Collins. Here's your icy. Congratulations on your 1998 icy award. <laughs> Jesus, Brad. My point, though, here's the fucking point, dude. This was all part of my. Each scene is a jigsaw puzzle, and it's jigsaw puzzles all the way down. A movie is made out of jigsaw puzzles as puzzle pieces for the larger jigsaw puzzle. They got this footage back. They're looking at it, and they're like, fuck. He turns his glass over. He starts to pour the vodka. There's no ice in the fucking glass. The dude's worrying about, or Jeff... Bridges is worrying about his performance and being authentic with Maud and like, you know, being in character. It's it's other it's fucking other people that have to worry about this uh consistency shit, you know? He can't uh you know you know, waste his time, exactly. man. It may not always be he as can't simple feed the as, uh, you know, it may not be as clear cut as, uh, has it ever occurred to you, man, instead of blaming Jeff Bridges for this, maybe you should, uh, maybe there's more, uh, you know, hasn't this ever occurred to you, man? No. It has not <laughs> occurred to us. But you know it what I'm saying? It has not occurred they, to us, dude. They have to fucking fix this then, because they kind of fucked it up a little bit when they were shooting. 
And now it's like, okay, we can make this work with some clever sound effects and, you know, creative editing and cutting just here and just there. Go to mod, come back. Nobody will ever fucking notice except the couple of assholes who examine it minute by minute. Because it still works. It still fucking works, man. I'm done. I'm not giving them shit. It's just... I want to point out how even the most detailed filmmakers in Hollywood sometimes get dealt a big bag of shit and have to deal with it. Now, they dealt it to themselves. But, like, there they are in the editing room. It's like, oh, fuck. How do we work around this? How do we find that little knob of texture on the wall? What piece does that look like? Is it a corner piece? No, it's not a corner piece. They're not all corner pieces and side pieces. And also, I want to point out, as a this is the bartending section of the podcast now, that mm-hmm. the dude makes this drink in somewhat unconventional fashion, but the next time I make a Caucasian, I'm doing it this way. So, I mean, you know, icy, Vanilla Ice Awards aside... He puts the ice in first. Yes. Do that. Then he puts the vodka in. Yes. Do that. But then he puts the half and half in. Now, tradition dictates that you put the alcohol, all of the alcohols, into the glass Mm -hmm. first. Liquid, like the ice, but then all of the alcohols, and then the mixer. Because generally speaking, the mixer is going to be, it's going to be uh, heavier than the alcohol, because it has more sugar. So it'll go to the bottom. So you put your alcohol in, Mm -hmm. for instance, if it's a rum and coke or something, you put your rum in, then you put the coke, and the coke kind of cascades down through the drink. So just the act of pouring the mixer in will go a long way towards incorporating the mixer into the alcohol. Right. The dude doesn't do this. He pours no. the vodka in, sloshes some half and half in, sniffs it, because he's a right. sniffer, and then pours a little bit more half and half in. Then he pours the Kahlua on top. Why? Well, maybe he just doesn't know any better. No! He does know better. The Kahlua is very, very sweet. It's sugary and sweet, oh, which means it's very question. which means it's very heavy, and you can even kind of see it happen. He pours the Kahlua in last because then it'll float down through the rest of the beverage and go a long way towards incorporating itself into the rest of it. So, I'm saying this is a trick I'm going to incorporate into my repertoire. So you're saying traditionally, it's one of these like exceptions to the rule. Correct. Put the Kahlua in last. However, you kind of just, this dawned on you just now watching the dude. I would always put the vodka, then the Kahlua, and then dump the half and half on top. But like, the half and half doesn't like sink all the way to the bottom right away. You know, mm-hmm. then you gotta like, get a chopstick or the back of a fork or a knife or something and like mix it around or get a shaker or dump it into one glass and dump it back to the other one. Meanwhile, you could get halfway there just by putting the Kahlua in last. It's a, it's a great, 
It's nice innovation that he's come up that's with a, here. That's a that's a hack. It is. It's like a life hack. It's a life hack. Seventeen life hacks you won't believe. Number four will blow your mind. Seventeen life hacks we learned from the Big Lebowski. There we go. Write it now. All right, I'm writing it. Even though we only have one. Well, we'll collect a couple more <laughs> okay. between now and episode. Better get busy. 119. Well, we have the Wonder Years podcast in between, so we have time. Yeah. But the Lebowski. Anyway, that was too long of a story, but I, it was profound to me because I tend to bar for a long time. Never occurred to me. Meanwhile, a big part of our job was knowing, like, what liquids were heavier than other liquids. Some shots we made depended on that very thing. Some beers right. we poured depended on viscosities and densities of liquids. But never fucking occurred to me. That had not occurred to me, dude. So there you go. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know. And And the reason I can definitely say, besides just... The physics of the whole thing, because you said, oh, maybe he didn't know any better. No, he knows better, obviously, because it works. It makes sense. He drinks a lot of these. That's number two. Number three is look at the way he spins the cap back on the vodka. Just yeah, just true. look at that. I mean, that is artistry right he there. He knows a lot about taking caps on and off liquor bottles. I mean, did you notice it, though? Really? It, yeah. Boom. <laughs> And he just gives it a little twist, and it just spins down on there. He knows what he's doing. What is this a Jean-Claude Van Sartre book there that I see? Um, 89.59? There's a there's a... Uh, the book of the most epic splits of all time. Is that what that is? Jean-Claude Van Sartre? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. So if you look at Maud, the long shot of Maud as she's doing her acrobatics right at the end of this minute, in the mm -hmm. foreground, bottom towards the left, middle left, you can see his dresser and there's a book there. There's a big ashtray with a bunch of shit in it. But then there's a book. And I think it says S-A-R-T-R-E. Okay. It's some philosophy. Yeah. He, he he reads some philosophy. Unless uh, Maude left that there. She was in there reading that, waiting for him to come home. Yeah, wouldn't she have had it on the nightstand next to her side of the bed, though? Well, she wasn't in that side of the bed, like, waiting for him. She was standing there in his robe, maybe. Or maybe, you know, it could be the dudes, right? He went to college and occupied administration buildings. Well, I he, think it's the dudes. Yeah, I'm more yeah, of that has, opinion. Uh, you know, it's all part of his limber mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Lenin said, find the person. I am the walrus. Who has the most to, uh, you know, I benefit. am the walrus. And uh, you know what I'm trying to say here, right? You can see a I fucking light. V.I. Lenin, Brad. Vladimir Ulyich. Ulyanov. That you can see a light outside the window in the background, which... Frankly, would be like in the bushes <laughs> and wouldn't motivate all of the light coming in through there. You mean in the, uh, like you see it through the shade yeah, on the right hand yeah, side? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
but whatever. I'm done messing around with that. They made a fucking great movie. I need to shut up about shut up about it. They did a good job here, Brad. They, oh, they really did. Who am I to? None of this stuff really matters. None I of think. it. None of it. So check this out. This this long shot, this wide shot of the dude making his drink, where we see the uh, the icy, the vanilla icy award from '98. Mm-hmm. Look at the lighting slanting in through the blinds. This is. Um, I mean, so the Big Lebowski, maybe not based on, but motivated by, influenced by the Big Sleep. It shares two-thirds of the title. Mm-hmm. This is classic film noir lighting here. For possibly True. the first time in this movie, I mean, that's that's classic noir, right? Dark, with like light slanting through some shit. Atmosphere, too, for that matter. There's a little bit of atmosphere, because he was smoking his marijuana cigarette. But mainly, it's the slanty lighting. And this is the scene, and we don't get to it in this minute, but this is the first scene where the dude is actually a successful detective. Like, Maud is telling him, like, I keep telling you, it's not father's money. He doesn't have any. It's the foundation's money. Right. And he starts to fucking put shit together. And, like, boom, like, he is actually a private dick now. And this is the first scene, really, where we see, like, this classic noir lighting. He has arrived now. Meanwhile, there's another private dick, Brother Seamus, outside that he's about to run into. But, yeah, this is, like... I don't know. I feel like they did this on purpose. Like, he has arrived. Like you said, he's in the club. Let's throw a little lighting homage to his uh, his accomplishment, I guess, that mm-hmm. unlocked achievement. Mm-hmm. And the door frame's all fucked up, but that's not where he got dunked in the uh, toilet. They must have smashed that when they were messing up his apartment. Um, okay. Right, because this is the bedroom. Well, you walk through that door frame. You walk through... I'd have to go back and look, because I don't think it was the bathroom door frame. It was the next door frame that got smashed, right? The geography of this place is very strange. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're right. Because it's like he... Right. It's like, it's like a straight line. It's like... No, you're you right. open the front door, go through the living room, go through this doorway go th- that goes into like a bedroom... Go through his bedroom. Slash kitchen. That- it's like his bedroom and kitchen are like in one... I guess it's not a kitchen, but like it has those weird cupboards in like it, it, in his bedroom bedroom yeah, that it's look not, like kitchen cupboards. It's just the bedroom, but his bedroom has no door on it. And it has you, no door on it, and it has kitchen cupboards. And it has kitchen it. cupboards in it, and you have to walk through his bedroom through that, to and get, then you get to, to the, the bathroom. bathroom. Right. Yeah. How bizarre. I like these little views into different worlds of his apartment, though. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a puzzle we can put together. The geometry of the dude's and uh, his, uh, his dwelling, his abode, he is not loyal to dairy brands, as I feel like we've mentioned before, because this is a different brand of half and half that he's got here. He just goes for convenience. 
whatever store is closer, whatever half and half is closer in that store, that's what he's going to go for. He, we see him kind of throw, when he takes the cap off the vodka, he kind of throws it onto his bar there, and we hear it. We see him, and we hear it. We cut back to Maud, and we hear another cap drop onto the bar. Two two cap drops. Hmm. Which is kind of strange. I mean, the mysterious they... Mysterious second cap drop. Yeah, because they had to put that in there, right? Or maybe it was part of the Nat sound and they couldn't eliminate it? Strange. Yeah, I don't know. Good, good, good question. <laughs> it's questions. A questionable second cap drop. Yeah, you just have to wonder. It's like, did they record that... And since he was talking and there was some ambient background noise, they couldn't cut it out because it would have been too jarring. Because he's definitely still got the vodka didn't going. Didn't want to loop the dialogue. Didn't want to loop it because everything else was good. It would have not have matched. You would have had to redo mods. All the performances were locked in. They didn't want to fuck with it. Yeah. Questionable second cap drop. So I watched Daredevil. Do we want? To, I mean, I don't really care. We could mention it. I have only seen the first four episodes. I watched one episode. Parts of it were the fighting scenes. I enjoyed. Yes. I hate to be cliche about it, but then like he's in the uh, confession booth, the confessional with the priest right. for like twenty-eight minutes, mm-hmm. expositing. And I'm like, come on. There was a lot of ex- expositing, a lot of exposition yeah. in that. Well, it was the first episode of a show about a superhero. You kind of get stuck with that. I, you don't have to, though. You don't have to. Some of it I was mean, good, but then I found myself, I was watching it with Leslie, and then we were just making fun of it for like 10 minutes at a time. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You can, yeah. The first episode of Breaking Bad wasn't boring. No, but that's not about a superhero. But yeah, it no, you're right. Kind of is super villain. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm going to watch it just because I'm going to watch anything that's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> they have me hooked. Yeah. And it's pretty enjoyable. I, I like it. Yeah, it was okay. I think it's even... We'll see how it goes. I'm only four episodes in, but... I think the second episode... A lot of people say it's at the end of the second episode, they really turn into fans of the show. And I guess I could see why. But at the same time, I don't think the show is going to change someone's mind if they think the idea of a you know, superhero running around with a mask on his face beating people up is a, like, could be a good show. I don't know if it's going to change people's minds or not. I think it could be a fine show. I just didn't think the first episode was that great. There were good moments. I'll watch the second one, and if it gets better, good for it. That happens a lot. Look at the first episode of Twin Peaks. Kind of weird and strange, and the characters well, are quite Well, it's only weird right. and strange in retrospect, right? Of course. Of course. When, when we first watched that first episode. It was awesome. Yes. It was unbelievable. I gotcha. I was hooked instantly. Hmm. Yeah. I watched that on TV live, Adam. I am jealous of that experience. And that I you was had. like, what the hell? 
Uh, I was obsessed. Have, have you had any similar experiences, TV or otherwise, since? Um, like to that degree? I mean, I get obsessed with a lot of shows, and I can really enjoy them. And you know, I'm a as you, as as you and the listener may know, I'm into Star Trek a lot. Huh. You know, I hit up the conventions. I I know all that stuff. Right. But Twin Peaks, like, well, one, it hit me at just the, like, you know, formative time you in my life. You wear that sexy Ohura outfit sometimes that I like. Please continue. It it just, yeah, it messed me up my head in a weird way that I've never fully recovered from. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. like, nothing's ever really done that. No, no. Um, you know, weirdly, movie-wise, Pi did that to me, not as much, and obviously mm-hmm. I didn't watch Twin Peaks live the first time it was on television, which had to make it different, but Pi was, Pi was up there. Yeah, no, Pi, yeah. It's it's a mind fuck, you know. It's a mind fuck, but it didn't, I don't know if that it it's not the changed, same. it didn't reconfigure my... It didn't, yeah. It didn't just open, open, open gates for me. Yeah, it's no the room. That's for sure. It's no uh, Chronicles of Narnia: The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. <laughs> <laughs> did that they might... did, did they make those? Did they make all of those movies, or did they have to stop because I think they stopped at some point. Yeah, because there were like seven of those books. They didn't make them yeah. all. I don't think. No, well, I think the. Um... The the first movie was a big, you know, it was like a like a mainstream film marketed big time. Whoa, totally, made, totally. You know, made made bank at the box office. They moved into the second one, which didn't quite do the same thing. And then, well, so was Voyage of the Dawn? Should that was the third one, or was that a fourth? Third one, one I'm pretty sure. So I think that might be the last one they did. So yeah, Roop. Where, but that was a very that well, was a different that was a different thing. I think where like the the major studios were kind of done with it, but it was like people that were true believers, hmm. you know. And they they managed to finance and make the movie, and you know, did grassroots like church groups getting church groups busting people in from churches to go see it, right? To try to make money and all that all that thing. It kind of switched from being like just like a movie to being like this is some cultural artifact that we're going to try to force in to society. I mean, what I guess it worked to get at least one more made, right? Yeah, they gave it a shot, and then it's weird because Voyage of the Dawn Treader has an anthropomorphized rat. In it? Yes, yes, it does. I haven't seen the movie, but I read the books when I was younger. Okay. Um, anyway, I guess I, a... I have seen uh, bits and pieces of the movie. Okay. But how... And it does have a CGI rat how... man in it. And he's sword wielding, kind of like Puss yes. in Boots. Yeah. But uh, is it done well? Like, how is the animation? Is it kind of like, uh, like for kids and they didn't really care too much? Or is it well done? Um, I, I mean, I didn't... It it's kind. I guess it's probably okay. It's not done like for kids. Like it's like a car, they added a cartoon character in. Okay, right. Like it looks like 
they tried to do like Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, that's like what Rocket. I was gonna say. Yeah, like like they were going for that. But granted, they did not have that budget. It was made. I don't know six years before that. The technology wasn't there, so I'm sure it doesn't look anywhere near as good. But it seemed completely passable when I kind of didn't really watch it, but just kind of noticed that it was on a little bit. The technology wasn't there six years earlier. Right. Well, to make it like rocket style, you know what I I mean? I know, I know. But I'm just saying like for 80 years, all the technology was there. It was all the fucking same. Technique would change. But very little changed technology-wise. I mean, little advances, better film stocks, uh, cooler lenses with shallower depth of field. I don't know, but like most of the technology was there. You would build a little model, and as long as you lit it right and shot it well, you could make 2001. If you didn't, you'd make Logan's run, and it would look stupid. But now it's like six years goes by, and movies are almost completely different experiences. And you've got, like, you know, a shitty CGI rat jumping around right. on the poop deck. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how Next time on Gutterballs. Okay, but let me let me explain something about the dude. 